Cool, Harry. So what I've heard the uh, most controversy on regularly isn't so much just overall exercising, but weightlifting. That seems to be what a lot of people question uh, with yeah. regards to training in the internal arts. Um, obviously, I, I mean, I think I know our answer is, yeah, you can lift weights, but make sure you stretch. Make sure you don't let it tighten you up. Now, yeah. what I've personally experienced are some of the guys, um, they tend to be on the karate side of training, uh, not to pick on that art by any means, but they tend to come from that, that have these massive chest plates that are tight as can be, and they're really proud of that. And then they come in and they want to push hands with nah. bing, bing, bing. Nice <laughs> handles. Yeah. So, yeah, so tight. And, and they're, yeah, and, and it really messes with them. And so uh, I guess if you're lifting weights, uh, the recommendation is to make sure that you are stretching and keeping yourself open, correct? So internally... Um, and I've seen two aspects to this specifically. Um, the one I can talk to quite a bit. The other one I can't talk to as easily. I'd probably want somebody that really does let weightlifting where they're making sure they don't get those problems to talk about that. But here's the one I know. A lot of people will try to do weightlifting and what they want to do is go out and grab the heaviest weight they can. Uh, and I'm going to tell you that that's a way to cause yourself injury typically. It's a way, certainly for anybody that's over the age of, you know, 40, physically, what you would think of as over the age of 40, I'm going to say that's, that's not recommended most of the time, right? It's, it's, it's likely to harm you. Um, and so uh, for internal, what you do is even if you've got um, one or two pounds, if you're doing your Tai Chi form and you've got a little like two pound weight, maybe, maybe three, four not even five pounds and you really do the form really slow making sure that the internal stays on the whole time when you start off this weight should be light enough it doesn't feel like you're doing anything i can tell you by the time you get to the end of your form doing it it's excruciating and yet you've put such a low amount of weight there that doing anything and so when you're doing weight lifting normally for internal you're going to want to do it like that okay now the other one i'm going to tell you is that uh, because I lost the, uh, you know, I went from run for once I started working out when I turned 50, I was about 194 pounds then. And within six months I weighed 204 pounds and it was all muscle, um, or, or primarily, you know, muscle that had been added. And I started looking at ways to, to reduce that and try to get it back towards the weight I had, but keep the muscle. And I really didn't get successful about that until last year. And I'm 56 now. So when I was 55, so five years later is when I finally got what I needed to do. And basically it was just some careful, uh, measured, not being stupid or ridiculous about it. Calorie restriction, just watching what I was eating a little better. And the thing that I was eating that really added all the calories that I wouldn't realize was I, I had taken to for a snack doing uh, pecans and, and some peanuts and other kinds of nuts like that. And what I found out when I started looking at the calories, when I was told, hey, look at the calories you're eating, see what that is. Because I couldn't figure out why I wasn't losing weight. And I went to, the, to those and it was like, oh my God, if I eat like a handful of nuts, it ends up being about half a can. Well, half a can of nuts is about 800, I'm talking about the small cans even, it's about 800 calories. So in what I was snacking on alone, I was getting 800 calories a day. That's like a steak dinner. Um, and so I, I cut that out 
And I still have, you know, I still am doing things to eat healthy foods and all of that. But I just started looking at that really close. And so now I've kept the muscle that I had, but I'm down to 192 pounds. But what I'm finding is, is that when I'm going to do some of my workout, things that things that at a 204 would feel well normal. At 194, I'm like, feel like I'm lifting a feather and I'm going, uh, I'm not having to work out. I'm not getting a workout here like at all. Or, or so little as to be, you know, uh, like that. And so what got suggested to me actually by Matt and correctly was, well, I normally will work out like I'll have my shoes off. So put your shoes on. It's not a lot of weight. It's like a pound. You know, put a, a, the shirt that I've got, the sweater, uh, 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 sports shirt, you don't think of it as weighing anything, but it does. It weighs about a pound. So you put your shoes on, you put this on, now you're at two pounds more than, than you would have been. Um, maybe you put on, uh, you get a, a, when I say a heavy belt, I'm talking about a belt that weighs a pound or two, not enough to feel that you could, enough, light enough you could run around with it, not even think about it, but where it's actually got a little bit of weight and you put on some weight like that, you don't need a lot. Like in this case, I'd be looking to make up 10 pounds and I wouldn't even be trying to do that all at once like a little bit, like four pounds, five pounds, maybe two pounds, two pounds even, since I'm not used to doing it uh, at this point. And then slowly build it up like, like really gradually slowly so that it still feels like you're not putting out that much effort, but you know that you're hitting that higher weight. And that's the way, that's, that's one of the bigger ways for internal, the two things I've described here, for working out with weight as an internal arts practitioner. Now, if you're going to do heavier weights, A, make sure that it's one that you could really, on the average day, lift without having any kind of repercussions from it. B, make sure that it's full range of motion as best you can. In other words, it should be light enough still that you're not just limited. You never want to limit a range of motion and try to build up power in that area and then everywhere else is, is atrophied or ignored. Um, that's really a, a bad state of health overall you want to be able to do it fully and thoroughly right and so the uh all right so basically you want to be able to get full range of motion out of that and when you're doing it you don't want to be strained after the after the fact i bought a kettlebell to try out some of this because uncle was lifting a kettlebell like like jerking it around he did this like two years ago so he was like 82 and the thing weighed like 80 pounds or something. And it was, it was insane anyway. So I came home, got one to try it out and like immediately strained my neck, strained my back. It was like, Oh my God. Okay. So we're going to start off a whole lot lighter than that and build up. And I guarantee you, he's been doing that on a regular basis, ongoing longer term where he's good with that weight. And for me, it was just, it was way too much, way too quick, way too harsh and all that stuff. And so I had, and so I got a lighter weight and I'm doing some of the stuff with that. Um, but I'm really making sure, and, and just think about if you picked it up and you were going to walk around with it and set it down and not feel any repercussions and then do that with your internal stuff going on, but be really careful about that. Do not seek to overdo it, build it up and that kind of thing. And that you've got to take extra, extra, extra care. And if there's strain anywhere, if there's extra tension anywhere, because you've got it, 
that's that's not being compensated for in the relaxation and with the breath and with the internals then you're going to have to make adjustments there if you want it to still be good internal practice because if it strains you or it extra tenses you it will absolutely rob your internal practice at that point sifu can i uh, jump in uh one of the things with regards to uh what you're talking about if we're practicing form, I have found these weights that I personally really like with the way they sit on you. And when you're going, and they're about, they're two pounds. Um, when you're going through your form and you have those on, yes. you, even though it's only two pounds, you will feel misalignments and things that you have off yes. just a little bit. It's amazing what these do for you. Now, so, is it that it's the two pounds on each hand that when you're starting yes. off, the form feels like you're not doing anything, like, it, like the weight doesn't feel like anything? Is that right? That is true at, at first, but then very shortly into it, you're like, oh, okay. And then by the time you're done with the form, I like to drop them, stand in Chi for a moment, and yeah. then begin again, and then you're floating a whole That's lot. what it should feel like. If the weight, if it did that, right, you're not really feeling it much, and then as you go, th and you're making those alignment corrections you said, and then as you go through, you start to really feel that weight, but it's distributed across your body because you're keeping your internals correct so that it does that. And then when you let go, it has that floating, like you're moving in clouds. I mean, just light and really proper Tai Chi the whole way. As long as those things that I just said, and you just said are happening, then it's right. If it did something else, it's not right. And so you really want to be very, very diligent about making sure that it's going like what we just talked about. Yeah, go ahead, Harry, sorry. Uh, no, that's it, thank you, yeah. Yeah, cool. Excellent, man. The, uh, let's see, Ty? Um, everyone's given a lot of great information and I kind of want to take it in a different direction. I have a lot of people who tell me that they want to train and they don't get around to it, but they don't have a specific time they're going to train. They'll say, I'm going to do it. They don't say, I'm going to do it after I get off of work or I'm going to do it during my lunch hour or I'm going to do it in the morning. They just say, well, I need to get around to it instead of having a specific plan, a specific time that they're going to do it. Yep. Um, I've learned it's not so important to me now, but I've learned that when I do my training in the morning, five o'clock or so in the morning, that there's nothing that interferes with it. Uh, before I didn't have to work, you know, I don't have to worry about my children being up or my wife or hearing from my job or uh, hearing from my family. I had that time in the morning that was just for training and I knew that the training would happen. When I said, okay, I'll train after work or I'll train after dinner or I'll train some other time, something a lot of times would come up, but that early morning before the rest of the world is awake and alive, that I was consistent about my training. And that's what I still try to do now is do cool. it really early in the morning. Okay, cool. I'm able to set a time that's later in the day where I know that I've got a window there. That's a good window where I can basically 99% um, of the time know that I'm going to be able to train during that time. But what you're saying about it is set a time to do it. Don't just be like, well, I guess I'll get around to that. If you do that, the chances are super high. You won't get around to that. Mm -hmm. Other things you'll either forget about it or the things will get in the way and all of that. So yeah. Yep. Cool. The other thing I'm going to ask you about Ty, while I got on you on, while I've got you on here, you were a career, um, you know, lifer 
for the military. Okay. And you went on a lot of training and missions <clears throat> and, and everything where you were carrying what kind of weight? What was a normal day weight-wise that you were carrying on you if you were out in the field in any way, training or otherwise? Um, when I was doing actual training, usually about 150 pounds on my back. Good Lord. Yes. Um, and at the time, I was weighing around 150 pounds. Yeah. So talk about that. Talk about how you do that. Because that's that, because you've got to be doing internal or thinking about, you know, ideally, if you're an internal practitioner and you had to do that for a living or anything like that, obviously, you're getting that's a whole lot of physical something happening. And yet yes. you're going to want your internal in it. And I can tell you that if you weighed 150 pounds and you were carrying 150, whether you knew it or not, some things internally were happening, correct? Or there's no way that could have even happened. Uh, it, you know, the thing is, is that it was not formal internal training, but it was more about mental attitude. And that I would find that, um, like I was an instructor for recon and, or when I went through the BUDS program, it wasn't a matter of whether you came there with a great physical background if you were a super jock it was a matter of will a matter of this is what i need to do and you basically will yourself through it it wasn't that okay i'm i'm a jock i can do this because usually not usually but quite often those people didn't have the will to continue through sure but talk to me about that you got a guy in there he weighs 150 pounds the first day they give him 150 pounds of stuff to wear Mm, no, how is that even I, happening? <laughs> no, no, and we didn't really start with 150 pounds. Like when you go on a mission, you usually have like a 30 pound pack, okay. and so that means that, um, or like with myself, when I went through infantry school, I had a hundred, I had a a 30 pound pack, and I had a 20 pound radio, so about 50 pounds, and okay. that's when I first started out. And then you get so to a 150 pound guy that's not particularly physical. And obviously in, in basic, they put you through a bunch of physical training and all that. Right. But now they've loaded you up with 50 pounds. I guarantee you the first day, even if you can remove the 50 pounds, you know, you look like you're walking through swamp water and that's, and you're not jogging anywhere with that. And you're probably not walking more than more than hundred feet with that either. So what is the, what kind of well, training well, the thing is, we call it is, is a shuffle. It's not really a, a run where your feet don't leave the ground so that you don't slam your joints. So you're shuffling along. They can call it a, a recon shuffle, even though it's done by all the Marines. So you uh -huh. just shuffle your feet at a quick pace. And to increase that pace, you would go ahead and lean forward almost to the point where you're about to fall yep. down That's and right. then keep your momentum going. So there was a lot of little tricks like that. But that being said, I usually got, went to the hospital every eight months from different injuries doing, oh. doing training. And yeah. so I was a, a recovery king and um, I'm no longer a recovery king. You can recover quickly in 20s and 30s. You can't do that in your 60s. Yep. So you're saying that a lot of the ways that they went about that were damaging longer term to the knees, Long, to the I, yeah, to the hips, to the yeah, yeah, two knee replacements. Yeah, yeah, yep. And now Tai Chi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> better. All right. And now a word from our sponsor. Is Chi real? The word Chi is the Chinese word for energy, and energy is everywhere, all around us. Physics says so. The question is not. Does energy exist? Because of course energy exists. 
The real question is, what forms of energy can human beings tap into and use? My name is Richard Clear, and internal power is what I do. After over 40 years of continuous study and research, I created a one-of-a-kind online program that my students are raving about. In it, I revealed the secrets of effortless internal power. The program has had so much success, I decided to take it to the public. In fact, the results are so powerful that I put a money-back guarantee on it. Find out more about this incredible program at internalpowerkeys.com. Uh, Chris? Chris? Chris Walsh. Yep, I'm here. Can you hear me? There you go. Okay. Okay. So, you know, with, um, I guess, the external sort of training that I'll do, um, I, I... I don't lift weights. Uh, you know, when I was younger in my 20s, I, I would lift weights then, but now I'm uh, 53. Um, and, and I am concerned about physical strength. I believe that that is important. And, and I want to maintain the balance between um, my physical strength and my internal power. And I don't want to create any blockage. You don't want to create any blockage. So body weight training. Out. So it'll be push-ups. Right. Oh, I don't want to create blockages uh, through physical training, like mass, muscle mass building, but I do body weight training. I'll do pull-ups, push-ups, sit-ups, that sort of stuff. And then um, I try to add uh, training with um, weapons. I, I really enjoy that. So it makes it fun. Yep. And the weapon itself is weight. That's right. So, so using the weapon and, and maintaining that connectivity through my system so that I have um, you know, a full range of strength inside. So I'm not building a single component of my body trying to wield a weapon, but I'm, I'm trying to connect fully with the weapon and feel the weapon through my movement. Um, there are a couple of weapons I, I also, because I've trained with for such a long time, that I, I also train with every now and then, maybe four to six weeks, I will use a heavy weapon. So a weapon that's heavier than it should be. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that just adds a little bit more to my connectivity. But the weapon itself isn't something that is... Um, you know, it isn't going to exhaust me. It's a training tool. And it's just like when Har what Harry said, when I put it down, I feel so light. And it makes, it makes the regular weapon also feel so light and so much easier. It's like, I don't even know the weapon's there when I'm using the, the regular weight weapon. You know, I know it's there, but it doesn't have its own weight. It's just part of me at that point. Yeah. Yes. So that's what I like. Cool. Yeah, Uncle, when he started me off for that, he didn't he didn't have any like hand weights or anything for the one for the form. He had a real a, a real like meat cutters meat cleaver that has some weight to it, and handed me that and said, "Do your form slow motion, full range with that meat cleaver. Make sure you keep your stability and everything." And it was just heavy enough to be to be not much at first, but pretty quickly it got to be a, a good bit where you stayed much more towards uh, uh, closer into your body and then it had that float feeling that Harry and I were talking about after after you did it. And it, it yeah, and the weapon was, was part of how to do that. And you could use two of those even if you wanted to get, you know, both sides. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I have a, uh, a heavy set of. Uh, you have a heavy set of what? Of what? Yeah. I think I, uh, 
they're um, like a script. Yeah, you're fading out. We can't hear you. Oh, that's my Wi-Fi. Okay, now we can hear you. Okay, so, so uh, I have two short staffs. Uh, you know, one for right hand, one for left hand, and, and they're both significantly heavier than a short staff should be. So they're not really for speed, they're meant to build that strength inside my, my system so that I can mm -hmm. stay connected while, while I move with the two short staffs in there. They are kind of heavy, but they're not so heavy. Like I had to build up to it to the point that I'm like, yeah, I, I don't mind moving with them. And I enjoy how it feels when I move with them. But you wouldn't cool. use them if you wanted to use them for actual fighting or combat. Yeah, cool. All right, uh, Matt. Hey, I was trying to talk earlier because I needed to engage my alternator to keep my phone plugged in. So I guess I'm going to have to talk while I'm driving. But um, so uh, so I'm going to shut my video off so I can do that. Um, so uh, so I don't really do anything daily that, uh, you know, see for clear that you don't do. Um, you are really I model, you know, really my, all of my training after you. And, so, and, and we work so closely together that I don't really do anything that you don't do, and I'm sure you do a fair bit more than what I do. I do, yeah, because um, what you see during the, he sees certain workouts of mine that I'm doing during the day, and you see that, but then that's probably about 20% of what I actually do in a given day. Yeah, um, and and I'm I'm aware of that, but I'm I'm not necessarily aware of what the other 80% is. I know sure. I know what some of it is, but uh, but definitely not all of it. Um, and uh, and I'm sure you're doing some stuff that I'm just not ready for. Um, and so, uh, uh, but, but to, to touch on a few of the points that were made, um, like for the weapons training, I do the same thing, Chris, um, I've made heavy versions of all of my weapons, including, um, like nunchaku, um, and things that you really can't, uh, can't get a heavy enough version for it. I found that a quick trip to the hardware store and a little creativity and you can make pretty much any traditional weapon like a, a you know a training a heavy training version of that pretty quick uh and easy actually um and normally pretty cheap a lot cheaper than you get the real wet you know the real training versions of the weapons for uh for sure um and so i've made that a part of that training i don't do that every day necessarily but um but when i do it um, i make sure to incorporate those heavy weapons um what I, what I will add, uh, some, some of the things that I do every day are, uh, are because I do the physical every day. Um, the, and, so and it's because, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, so, so the, uh, um, so some of the things that I do every day are because I do that physical stuff every day. And when I started doing physical training, I was working on a very Western model where, you don't, um, you don't do everything every day where, you know, you give your body little breaks to recover. Um, and so when I went to the more traditional Chinese, uh, you know, building over time and, uh, and really making it a part of you kind of training, what I found was I would hit a plateau and then I would actually lose ground um, where, I, where I could do something for a certain amount of time. And then the next day it was less. And the next day it was less. Um, or 
you know, whatever the benchmark was, I was losing ground on it. And, uh, and so I actually, this was before I moved here, I called Sifu Clear and we talked about it. And uh, what he said was, when you're done with your more external exercises like that, finish with uh, a good like three to five really proper carry the cauldrons and grand tai chi's and of course at the time i was thinking about it a little externally and i was like you want me to do like 10 squats after my workout and he said no don't think of it like that really move the energy and really put the energy back and uh and you know reclaim it and don't let it just hang out there and disperse when you're done um really really go the extra nine to uh, to reclaim your energy when, uh, when your physical routine ends and you should see a difference. And sure enough, I did every day after that, it was, you know, more and more and more, um, you know, until I, I reached whatever goal I was, uh, you know, whatever sort of goal I, I had set out to attain. Um, and so that was a really important key for me to doing the training every day, to doing the physical part every day and then really being successful with it. Um, was to add that piece in at the end. And then the other, the other piece that I'll say that's, that's more of an energetic thing um, that Sifu kind of mentioned in passing, but that I'll call out specifically that helps is um, I start every morning with a good 20 minutes of marrow washing. Um, and that, uh, that is um, really, really powerful um, uh, to, to kind of get your juices going and, and, you know, get your mind body connection um, uh, you know, primed, uh, you know, ready to go, um, and, to, to just get your energy up and to, to have that energy reserve throughout the day. Um, and then if you ever need more, you can always, you know, get a little more. Um, but I try, you know, I, I, sometimes I can't do it just because of the logistics of our travel or whatever, but most of the time when it, when I'm in my routine, I'm doing marrow washing every morning. Um, and that's a big part of how I just have the energy to do this stuff every day. Um, yeah, I will so say that, that that's, that is when I do my marrow washing too, is when I first get up in the morning. So that, that part I do at that time of day, that you're, like what you're talking about, which is whatever time I'm up, I make sure I allow time in there for marrow washing. And I even do that typically, I might not do it for 20 minutes if I'm on the road, but I still make sure to get some in um, first yeah. thing in the day. Cool. Oh, uh, one more thing I will touch on um, is, uh, Ty, you made a great point about finding time in the day. And, and so I do that. And a lot of times I don't, because of the way that I do the, the stuff, I don't necessarily have one time through the, throughout the day that I can do, you know, uh, all of my workout or, or even like a bunch of it. And so I have to spread it out. And so what I found is helpful is that I link it, I link a lot of my training two sort of specific events in my day. So I'll do certain kind, like the marrow washing when I wake up and certain kinds of things when I get out of the shower and certain kinds of things right before I eat certain kinds of things right after I eat, <laughs> you know, these, the, those kinds of things. Um, and so I, I try to make it as much a routine, um, you know, built in part of my uh, just, you know, everyday life uh, as much as I can. Part of the daily routine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that way too, with it being short like that, if the, if there's something that's interrupting, you can go, Hey, give me a minute and still do the thing. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, Matt, I, I really do the same thing you're doing. But what I find is, is that I will not miss my morning stuff. Once in a while, the other things go away. That's right. 
but I do. I, I basically have a, a morning, a noon, and an evening workout plan. But the morning one is the one I know that will happen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> cool. All right, guys, anybody, anything else? Well, let me, let me once again, a word from our sponsor. And if you want other aspects of things, there's seven insane ways to increase your power. Their Qigong uh, mixed with specific types of uh, internal art movement um, to really increase your, your power in different kinds of ways, including striking power. And then the keys to internal power, that's an internal powerkeys.com is that correct that's right internalpowerkeys.com internalpowerkeys.com uh if you want more and thanks for listening if you have any questions or anything like that um listening and watching um you know make sure that they get to us either put them in the comments where this uh is posted um or on our site we've got space uh where you're able to um you know uh write your comments, your posts, whatever, and we'll try to make sure that we address any questions you might have and all those kinds of things. And uh, thanks for listening and watching. And thank you guys for contributing and more next time. Thank you, Seafood. Thank you, Seafood. Welcome. Take thank care, you, Seafood. Good to see you up and around, Matt. <laughs> yes, thank you, everybody. Thanks. Thank you, Seafood. And now, a word from our sponsor. Mind over matter can be a confusing idea for a lot of folks. We just don't see it demonstrated that often. You hear about things like a mother lifting a car to save her baby that's underneath, but how can we reliably tap into that kind of power every time? Not just in extreme and unpredictable cases, but whenever we choose. With the right instruction and a few simple drills, even beginners can get mind over muscle power in almost no time at all. My name is Richard Clear and internal power is what I do. I've been researching and sharing the secrets of effortless internal power for over 40 years. I want to spread those secrets far and wide. So I created a unique online program that gets results fast. The results are so good that I offer a money back guarantee. Find out more about how it works at internalpowerkeys.com. That's internalpowerkeys.com. Thank you.